Hey everyone, welcome to episode 119 of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, we have Heather Lavoy, president and CEO at Genia. Without further ado, let's bring her on. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm excited for us to chat and to hear more about your story. And I really think we should just waste no time. Let's dive right into it. If you could tell the audience a little bit about your background, that'd be great. Sure. So my name is Heather Lavoy. I'm president and CEO of Genia. We're a um, data science and healthcare analytics company. I've been in healthcare for over 30 years now. I actually started out in physician practice operations and um, when I was in high school and loved healthcare, loved the mission-driven nature of it, and, um, and continued on um, in a healthcare career after I got out of college and, and after I pursued an MBA. And I've worked for um, startup organizations, I've worked for health plans, I've worked in the consulting arena, and, um, and I sort of think of myself a little bit like a serial entrepreneur because I think this is the third or something startup that, that I've worked with and, and I've also helped to build subsidiary companies for other organizations. So I love startup nature um, of, of business, but I also particularly love um, solving big challenges in healthcare as an unlimited supply of those big challenges. Yeah, it's... Uh, and. It's, it's a different beast altogether, right? Than a lot of these other industries, uh, as far as how quickly you can move, um, the willingness for, for innovation to happen, uh, to happen in the space, right? Some people are either the most innovative people you'll meet, or you'll have people that are like, well, we've always done things this way. Why would we ever change? Uh, and there's more of those people, I think, than the people that want to actually make it better. So I'm hoping we can continue to, to change that. But uh, yeah, so, so thank you for that intro. Um, I, I'd love to dive into, basically, I, I look at three pieces when I have guests on, right? The why, how, what of the company. So if you can talk to, you know, what, what, should, what would you say the, uh, the company's why is and then how do things work? And then maybe just a quick description. I mean, you, you kind of talked about it a little bit, but we can go from there and then uh, kind of talk a little bit more. Sure. Um, so we're really focused on um, driving improvement in health outcomes, um, it driving improvement in healthcare costs, um, driving um, levels of satisfaction, uh, consumer satisfaction, and also provider satisfaction. Really, we're, we have a specific eye on um, how do we build systems and present information in such a way that we can support a broad care team to relieve some of the pressure off of the physician and, and having to do everything. Um, and really use a physician more as a quarterback, not necessarily every player. Um, and we really have an eye on um, improving access to healthcare as well. And so we deliver up our analytics um, in such a way that um, we can help to identify populations that are at risk, at need of, of services, and then hone in on individuals who particularly have um, specific needs and, um, and, and make sure that we actually provide contextual information that, is, um, that helps to support the right intervention. Um, and we put that in the hands of health plans and physician organizations and hospitals, um, and, uh, and as well as employers, um, again, so that they can make good decisions about, um, about uh, treatment patterns, they can make the decisions about um, intervention. One good example is um, we have a team of data scientists and some of our models are high cost model and we have one that predicts um, onset of diabetes complications. 
and um, and so we present information out so that you can actually you know predict who may have um, higher costs, but also who may have complications, and then we can provide that information out so that nurses can can reach out to that patient, that member of the health plan, um, and help to um, you know provide education, support, care coordination, whatever they might need, so that we can prevent those complications from occurring. So that's some of the why, um, you know, we're really focused on helping to bring down costs and improve quality so that, you know, it's, it's more affordable for everyone. It, what would you say, I guess, the, the ones that you're willing to share, you don't have to, to go into any other ones, but what would you say, I guess, in, in your area, some of the major challenges are on a day-to-day on -day basis with, uh, you know, with your core focus? Sure. So, you know, you mentioned about, um, you know, sort of the rate at which innovation can take hold in healthcare. And, and I often, you know, joke, but it's not necessarily a joke. Some of the things that I was doing when I was 17 years old and, and or when I was in my 20s, um, I'm doing the same things now. And, and we really should have evolved more than, right? The, the information that we have access to, the systems are more sophisticated now. We can churn through more data, right? We have data science in a way that we didn't before, but effectively the fundamentals are still the same. And so adoption is just really difficult in healthcare. Um, and, and, you, and you feel it particularly when you're a software vendor trying to sell into organizations that are risk averse, that have always done things a certain way, that don't really want to be disrupted. And so on a day-to-day -day basis as being part of a startup organization, you know, we're focused on bringing our technology to new companies and you know, trying to, to convince companies to, to make the leap is, um, is definitely a, a substantial challenge. And, and not just for Jania, but even in, in startups that I've been in the past, um, you, know, you, can, you, can, you can develop um, great capabilities, but oftentimes you can be ahead of the market and too far ahead of the market and you're waiting for the market to catch up in terms of adoption. There's always some early adopters, but to get to scale um, is, is, is honestly a significant challenge. And, and then the other part of the challenge is, is you know, it's hard to change um, human behavior. Um, and so you know, we're trying to improve health outcomes. And at the end of the day, there's people living their lives who um, have to be invested in their health um, and health outcomes in order for that improvement to happen. And, and you, know, you see on an individual basis, we're all motivated um, differently. And so it, it really takes sort of a human to human interaction to a certain extent, or at least understanding that human um, to be able to affect change. And so again, we're only successful if we're able to help improve lives, um, improve healthcare and, and improving individual lives and health is, is, is absolutely a challenge as well. What would you say, you know, last year was a crazy year for, for everyone. I mean, it, it, it there, there was a lot of things going on in the world, right? With the pandemic, um, it, it helped a lot of like digital health businesses, honestly, like that were like, this is where healthcare was heading anyhow, the, the emergence of telehealth and uh, shift from just in-person visits all the time to maybe you're gonna take some business with telehealth and maybe it's a mixture of inpatient, outpatient, and, uh, one of the things I'd like to really kind of focus in on is what are some of the things that you're really excited about now that we're out of that, that we're, we're not out of the clear yet, but we're out of most of that craziness from last year. What are you excited about in terms of uh, your business today uh, moving forward? 
Sure. So I'm, I'm absolutely um, excited about the fact that we were able to break through the lockjam that was um, telemedicine legislation, sort of regulations that, you know, barred people from operating kids' state lines and didn't provide for reimbursement and, you know, had sort of a stronghold over technology like that was, you know, is wonderful. And I'm, and I'm glad to see that that's going to continue to move forward. I, you know, you can't, once the, once it's out of the box, it's hard to put it back in, right? Consumers have learned to adopt it as one channel, not the only, um, but one channel. So that certainly is exciting. I'm excited about um, some of the um, interoperability rules that are coming out. And I'm certainly seeing um, a, a specific eye on it at the federal level. You know, we're a data and analytics company, and there have been silos of data in, in exchange of information has been incredibly constrained. And that's a real challenge. It's a challenge in terms of managing the health of an individual. It's an exceptional cost for hospital systems um, in terms of even accessing their own data or sharing their own data across multiple sites. You know, I heard a statistic from an analyst the other day um, where a, a satellite hospital of a major health system, I won't name them, um, but they had to stop integration of the electronic health record because it was going to cost $45 million to connect the hospital that's now part of the network with the main hospital. And it shouldn't cost $45 million to transfer data from facility to facility. So I'm glad to see that there's leadership um, in this regard. That, that makes our jobs easier. It certainly is, is better for, for lives of individuals. And it's going to bring costs down. Um, and that's really important as well, because one of the big barriers for adoption has been the expense associated with it by hospital systems or for health plans to make these kinds of investments. We have to bring the cost down um, in order to make sure that they adopt the technology as well. Yeah, when you when you have price tags like that, it it not only affects uh, the, the cost of care for the patients, right, but it also affects uh, it, it limits the negotiating power and uh, of softwares that want to also sell into that organization that can truly help them, right? And they may not have the budget to work with certain companies because of the fact that they're spending, you know, a crazy amount of money, like you just said, that $45 million uh, just on data, like transferring, exchanging, which is crazy because we've gotten so good at that over the years and it's because of these silos these like locked silos that are put in place that prices like that exist right so um that's interesting yeah, hipaa transaction sets were defined a long time ago we have standard transaction sets it's not difficult to transfer data banking does it every single day there is absolutely no excuse for healthcare um to not be able to operate in the same way banking can in terms of being able to transfer data and protect the privacy and security of that data it's it's a right that that consumers, you know, patients um, should have. And, um, and unfortunately, we've had a lot of business interests that have um, prevented that up until now. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I, I want to, to quickly to shout out too, because I want to let the audience know this is our intro podcast, right, where we're getting to know you a little bit more, some of the things that interest you, uh, the organization, right, the why, how, what, and we intend to have future episodes where we dive into kind of uh, closer areas of your business beyond just the, the general description and your background. Um, but this is really to, to kind of let everyone know about you and to start up, off uh, our relationship on the right foot. So um, I'm really excited that we were able to, to have this chat. I'd like to quickly uh, start to wrap some things up as far as where can people learn more about the, the company? 
Sure. Um, so you can find us at Jania.com. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter at um, HSLavoy or at Jania.com. Um, we're certainly very uh, prolific. Um, and certainly if folks can uh, reach out to me um, or the company on LinkedIn, that's another a vehicle for engaging with us as well. We're, we're, we're happy to engage. Um, our team, I have a phenomenal team I'm very fortunate to work with and they publish a lot of really good content. We've got some incredibly smart data scientists that I am in awe of every day and, uh, and, and they have a lot of great tips and tools and, and they're pretty prolific publishers as well. So um, definitely meet us there. Yeah, and everyone, be, be sure to check out their podcast, too. We, we had a similar guest, right? You had Corbin Petro from Eleanor Health on your podcast as well. And um, I, I think it's great what you're doing. I always love to see companies that develop an in-house podcast. It's important to go on podcasts like these, right? But it's also important to build out kind of internal messaging with your brand and tell your story and then go tell that same story on other podcasts to really spread the word uh, and amplify that content. So uh, I'm excited that we had the opportunity to chat. I look forward to future collaborations and I'll put all of your social media links in the show notes and uh, tag you in all the posts. So everyone will be able to check you out. All right, great. Thank you so much for having me on today. As I mentioned before, we, we started with the listeners. I'm prolific, um, you know, uh, podcast listener, and I've listened to many, 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 many of yours. So I subscribe um, to your podcast as well. And uh, so you, you accompany me on many runs. So thank you. Love it. Thank you so much uh, for the support and uh, look forward to future content. All right, great. Thanks so much. Hey everyone, I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Block Health. Block Health is building the ecosystem of services and solutions to power the future of healthcare. Through their platform, healthcare professionals and organizations can enter, upload, and share core credentialing documents and information. Professionals and organizations then have the opportunity to use that information to order multiple services and solutions like credentialing, state license registration, certifications, payer enrollment, renewals, and more. On average, the BlockHealth platform saves users 40 to 60% on credentialing and licensing related costs. Organizations can use BlockHealth as an extension of their team or as their whole licensing and credentialing team. Today, BlockHealth works with some of the top healthcare organizations. To learn more about Block Health, please visit www.blockhealth.com. That's B-L-O-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com and follow them on their social channels at Block Health. Thanks for listening. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, we're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. And that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, you can see our sponsors and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest. Thanks and look forward to another episode next week.